Not that hard, <laughs> is it? Not that hard. You get six, you get zero, somewhere in between. How difficult. Look, Ains, Vey, Dre, one, two, three, four, five, six. Hello and welcome to PTI Australia. I'm Russ Barwick, Sam Kegovich. Our literacy and numeracy problems in this country are a little worse than we first thought. That's slightly more pronounced than either of us thought. Let me tell you, you've got a lot of work to do there, Rusty, <laughs> my boy. Ah, oh, dear, oh dear. <laughs> so, you didn't enjoy... 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. See? Bit of everything. Tonight on the show, all about the numbers. <laughs> For the Cowboys, though, it's unlucky number seven. Can the Cats make it 12? Atlantic Jewel is nine not out. The Wallabies win by one. What a stirring victory it was. And was Furyk's 59 on McVeigh's 20 more impressive? They were both uh, about line ball. And just ponder these questions for a moment or two. GA or GA Junior? And your popper? And cricket or the A-League? It's a big, big show. And it's all brought to you, of course, by a very good friend, sportingbet.com.au. But firstly, the biggest question that needs asking after weekend of footy is this. What is going on at the NRL? <laughs> How can 32 officials not count to six? It's not that difficult. One, two, three, four, five, six. The seventh tackle try. The Cowboys are demanding a rematch, justifiably so. They also stuffed up the clock at the end of the game. Just how bad a look is this for the rugby league NRL? It is the, NRL. Worst, the worst look I've ever seen in a long time. It long will go time. down in sporting infamy, like the Cowboys, Pearl Harbour. Cowboys were... <laughs> Let's leave that one aside for a moment. <laughs> Cowboys were absolutely dotted. There's no doubt about that. I just can't believe... I thought the worst was the clock, because that whole scenario when Paul Gallagher seconds had was clock. saying, how many seconds on the clock? Uh, cameraman said it was 10 minutes. I thought it was 18. And then it went to zero. Then it went... Oh, and, they, and the referee said, I don't know, mate. They're telling me upstairs. They're still... We'll leave it to them. We'll leave it to them. No, take time out, work out what's going on, and then give everybody an idea. But you know the more frightening aspect of it? If you delve a little bit deep under the topsoil, we all know the officials all stuffed up. There's a lot of foibles and faults there. Everybody... But who are these people that make the appointments? Well, I don't You've got know. to ask your question. I keep saying bad referees shouldn't make bad video referees all the time. And here's my other thing. Every single try, which I've been saying for three years, should be ref <coughs> video refereed. They would have picked it up. And they're in our realm. Should have picked it up. Want to expand the code? Anyway, mm -hmm. there's 160 people working mm -hmm. in the joint and 80 of them are on... Still in NRL finals. finals in week two this week sees Manly play old rivals Cronulla. And the Storm, of course, have to bounce back against the Knights. Who wins... Well, I think Manly wins because Cronulla will be without Todd uh, Carney. Carney. That's yeah. a huge loss. And I think the Storm at home Major. are almost invincible and Newcastle apparently have never beaten them there or something like that and have got a shocking record. They'll be very mindful of Jeremy Smith Wayne and Bo Bennett, Scott. Wayne Bennett might just be a little sneaky because he has yeah. beaten the Storm a couple of times down there. But I can't see any of the teams outside... The no. top four beating the Storm will win. The Storm will win. Apart from the big three, you've got Grant Whittup's at a game under his belt. Gareth Whittup. Gareth Whittup, sorry. Yeah. Uh, Hinchcliffe's back. Uh, Ryan Hoffman. Uh, Having got said all of that, guns. though, I still keep coming back. Like, and like the AFL, I'm going to say it in the AFL, the two teams with a week off are now just sitting there going, bash yeah. the heck out of each other. We're waiting for you in a week's time. No, no, I don't know. I can't see Manly or the Storm bouncing back from I this. I reckon Cooper Cronk, and to use Cooper Cronk's uh, analogy, he said... Uh, there's been many, Storm a, average on many a Formula One has been won without the car coming off number one off the pit, off the uh, off the pit. Had, so Cooper said that. Cooper did said he? that. Had, that was a he, wonderful analogy. How did he go? Did he go any yeah, better than you? Saying he did. It? He did. He did. He got it right.
We know it's a draw number one Go barrier up there. Good well, Coop. Well I like said. that one. Well <laughs> to the AFL finals, we have our preliminary finals to decide who will make the grand final. I'm not sure is it grand final playoff or preliminary. I'm going with the old preliminary final. Yep. Geelong and Hawthorne might be the close one on Friday. Uh, can the Hawks just get that Kennet curse off their back? Well, let me tell you, this is their best chance of doing it. Whether they can or not, it's still debatable. I think they can because they're well rested up, they're rejuvenated. But Buddy's there back. is that lingering doubt, that psychological, that X factor, that intangible that must plague them, surely. I know that they're well prepared. All their big guns are firing. They get Buddy back and they'll probably get Rioli back. So they've got no possible excuses. My issue is Geelong... Have are not been, going as well. They've it's... been behind against Fremantle at half-time. Yeah. They were behind against Port at half-time. And we're getting touched up by Port. As yeah. you were... If they get behind Hawthorne, they won't come from behind. Well, put it this way, well, they have come from behind before every not, time. Not, Most not times. this current scenario. But let me tell you, they can't. No but Chapman. the Hawks, if they drop behind the Cats, won't be able to come back, I don't think. But the, oh, the look, Hawks will. The Geelong... The Hawks are a machine. This Geelong side is going Hawks nowhere. Yeah, but this Geelong side is going nowhere near as well as... Yeah, Podsy Adley's out of form. Uh, Hawkins, Hawkins, he had an, he's got the, an issue. The game helps. He Bartell, they don't know what to do with Bartell. Thank God Kelly, Stevie J and a handful are keeping them together. But the very fabric of the Geelong side of yesterday is starting to look very exposed. Second to me. preliminary final sees the Swans travelling to the West to take on Fremantle. Tickets were sold out in no time at all, but no Tippett, no Mitchell after the weekend for the Swannies. Dockers are fit and rested. To my eyes, and I'm a tragic Swans fan, this is a one goer. Well, you, th you might think so on the surface or on paper, but let me tell you, this won't be a one goer. This will be a brutal, brutal encounter. The Swans are renowned for that stoppages football. Uh, also, we know Tip about hurts, the, the Dockers. Oh, I know Tippett hurts. I don't think Tippett's going to be the loss that everyone anticipates. I think the big bonus of Tippett's uh, exit is the fact that Jetta had almost a game under his belt. Good and point. I think Jetta on the big open space of Patterson Oval is going to be a very big bonus. Mm -hmm. They've still got enough great players, uh, the Sydney Swans, to contain... Frio, this will be a game of What about our man? Our man from 2005, the potential Norm Smith Yeah, medalist. he may well... LRT. LRT may, could be back. back. Look, Your man, LRT. Yeah. Remember the days on radio. Look, Hanabry, Jack. <laughs> Hanabry, Jack and, the, and McVeigh and the likes and their big guns and their big tools. The other big two mummy, tools. Big mummy. Big mummy's going to... Yeah, yeah, they're going to be... They're going to be huge bodies in the, uh, in the, in the, in the context. And it's going to be a low-scoring game, yeah. but it's going to be a kick or two either yeah, way. Take it favours the and Dockers. And Horse and Rossi Lyon, you know that they're going to be pumped for this contest. Yeah. There Fabulous won't be much contest. in it. You can uh, either way, but three I will uh, rightfully be the uh, favourites. The Wallabies finally won their first test under oh, Ewan McKenzie, thank God, with a 14-13 win over Argentina in Perth oh, in the most inclement conditions you'd ever seen. It was one of seen. the greatest performances in recent Wallaby history. It was courageous, was it? For one main reason, they won. 14 <laughs> points to three at half-time, and then they decided just to take the foot off the gas just for a little no, while. they didn't and take the, it off the gas. Let the Argies come back into it. Israel Folau scores a drive. Mate... The 12,000 people who turned up, I know they said 20,000 were there on the crowd, but realistically... Yeah, but it was rain, yeah. They had a downpour of biblical proportions. It was they wind, They were treated hail. to one of the great contests. This will bring people back to rugby, oh, don't look, you think? Look, I 14, know what you're saying. 14, 13, they got outscored in the second Give half. me a spell. Look, the game was... Look, it was all, it, no matter what game you had to play there, you had to play the Australian rules, you had to play the rugby league, any game, it would have been, it, it been just a uh, Give brutal... Give me a spell. It would have been just a brutal, courageous It was Argentina, and we're trying best. to talk it up like it was a win in a World Cup final. No, it's a starting point. I mean to say they still got over the line. If they had a loss, what would you have said? 
The same thing. Give me a spell. No, no. I think it was a pivotal turning point in uh, with the Wallabies. What? Because he got a win. Well, a win psychologically. I think it's it's everything. They've lost the last first three of uh, of his tenure, so they needed the win to just to kickstart the engine. Speaking of wins, new superstar racehorse Atlantic Jewel is still undefeated and up to nine wins on the trot after she won the stock stakes at the Valley on Saturday. She is the next Black Caviar, but how far can she go? Well, we're keeping our fingers crossed. You know, the week before she won a Group One Memsey uh, after 70 weeks off, yeah, and that was its really testing point because it came off a horrific injury. So they've been going lightly, lightly, slowly, slowly, but all the indicators are positive, and the crowd is certainly warming, and the crowd are desperately thirsting for another black caviar. Well, this can certainly fill the uh, fill the void. And the great thing about the Atlantic Jewel is that it's a stayer. Yeah. So you can run over Journey, but it'll run the Cox gonna, Plate. She's only going to have that Cox Plate run and then they're going to send her across to uh, Galileo. Well, maybe. No, there's no maybe about it. The Coolmore blokes, who are the Irish owners, this yes. is a bit of racing, they've got a horse over there in Ireland called Galileo who's the best stallion in the stallion world. In the world. They're going to combine those two and she's going to be worth... A billion dollars, billion. we know that. So, but... She will win the Cox Plate. She's an outstanding She's going to be the shortest price favourite in Cox Plate history, probably, at the no, moment. No, serious? Yeah, my We've word. A couple yeah. of even. Sunline was so even you think, money. No, so you think was the shortest $1. price. $1.70, yeah. Yeah, but uh, this will be up there with them. I think it's only about $2.20 at the moment. And the Get on board, punters. I think more it's you bet, more you win. Well, they say that, Russell, but that's not necessarily That's the, the headlines, part one. Next up, Australia is back where they belong. Ricky returns home. Cricket Australia says au revoir to Perth. He does. We'll be back in 30 seconds. Yeah. One, Maybe two, a minute three, and a half, four, we'll, we'll five. Get the timing line. Six, seven. An abundance of sport is happening right now, so plenty more headlines coming your way. Let's kick it off with uh, Ricky Stewart, and as many suspected, he walked out on Parramatta after just one season as coach. He will join the Raiders on a three-year deal, but what, if anything, has this done to Ricky's reputation, given the excuses he made were... In my opinion, as a parent of a disabled child, quite valid. He wanted to be close to his uh, in-laws and parents to help out look after his little daughter. I totally agree. Couldn't agree with you more. Perhaps he never articulated the reason for his departure as well as perhaps he should have. It's just citing family reasons leaves it a bit open-ended. Correct. I understand that. But for that. the benefit of the uninitiated, Ricky Stewart rightfully has an autistic child. His mum and dad and his uh, wife's mum and dad all reside in Canberra. Now, only someone like you who yeah, had an absolutely. artistic child would know the, the importance absolutely. of support. I, I agree with Ricky's yeah. uh, reasons, but I, yeah. I disagree with the way it happened. He should have pointed this out right yeah, at the get-go and a lot said, better. look, I'm struggling yeah. here, I'm struggling here. And I understand there was a bit of deals done behind the scenes, and that's probably where it, no, there was a, it's there was, a bit bitter in the There was taste. also a clause. I, look, I spoke to Ray Warren at length, who's a mad Parramatta man, and I know Parramatta's history myself to a degree. But there's also a clause in the contract that if the board was still dysfunctional and there was, un there was rumblings, there was a provision there for him to exit if he so desired. The problem but is that, that... should have been articulated as well. But a couple of days ago, he was asked, have you spoken to Canberra? He said no. Uh, clearly, he hadn't, but his management had. Maybe he should have said, look, I haven't spoken to Canberra, but my management had. Maybe people would have felt a little bit better if that was the case. Yeah. So let me tell you... For the benefit of those that don't know, Ricky Stewart is one of the most ethical, honourable, full of integrity. Mm. After a wait of around six years, Australia's back in the uh, world group for the Davis Cup after beating Poland four rubbers to one. Leighton says we are back where we belong. Uh, 
What do you make of that? Oh, it might be a bit premature, but you know what? Providing Leighton stays with us. Leighton has done everything for Australian tennis, yeah. and now he's got us back into the world group. He made the second week of the US Open all but, and he has been an absolute icon. So and can Tomic and uh, young uh, Kenny And if Jules... they don't make the centre court at, uh, at Homebush, the Leighton Hewitt mm. court, then they... Fairdinkum should have a good look at themselves. Well, Pat Rafter, Pat Rafter was absolutely in raptures over the performance of uh, young Krigios, yeah. the new, uh, the evolving superstar. Well, I just he think, thought he was terrific. I just think that it was a, a, another good opportunity to get these kids involved and, and do what they needed to do. They realised, even Tomic realises. You can see that he realises in his head to mature a bit, how much really... this means to other people that have taken, you know tennis to the level that it's been in the past. Same way Adam Scott realises what Greg Norman did for golf. Yeah. Finally, these guys are realising what Rafter and Roach and Newcomb and all of these... I think it's Gerald, great for Australian tennis. Finally Stoltz, out of the wilderness. Woodies, all of these guys have done. Let's get the heck Six out of Six or seven years out of the uh, wilderness, yeah. Yep. Let's get ourselves in where we rightfully belong. So, Leighton, you've done us proud yet again. Cricket Australia released its schedule for the 2014-15 summer and Perth got the lemon and sass. The West Aussies are fuming. Do they have the right to be peeved? Oh, yeah, I would think so there. But you could also argue a case from an Australian cricket perspective that uh, the premier venues have always been Melbourne, Sydney, Adelaide and Brisbane. Brisbane, yeah. But Perth Channel have probably 9, been the poor relations. I don't Channel know. 9 would have liked the, the primetime television I know for the cricket coming was, into the eastern I was, states. I realise that too, but... I don't know whether it's... It's got certainly nothing to do with the following or the... Uh, well, you know who's got to do with... It's, Geography, geographic, no, and also the money. The Indians don't yeah. want to play on Australia's bounciest pitch. Oh. If you, the BCCI said we'd be happy to play at Sydney because it's a spinner's wicket. Well, the Gabba, the Gabba's pretty lively the as well. The Gabba's are nothing like Perth. Perth yeah. is zinging around their ears when the doctor comes in. They've got no idea where it's going. And it's coming back at them at 100 miles an hour. That's why they said, leave us out of Perth, would you? Well, I don't know. Plus the facility... 100 to 1 on. Yeah, I'm not so sure that's the case. But anyhow, Perth have got a, my, they, I think they've got a valid reason to be slightly peeved by it all. Of course they have. But at the moment, uh, I think the Premier venues are the, are the first four mentioned. And unfortunately, they're just on the edge of. The Australian, the All-Australian team was named by the AFL recently. The highlight for yours truly, the inclusion of one Jeremy Cameron from the Giants. Mm. Thompson from your mob, Sam, was also a big in. At fullback, yeah. Uh, what were the other highlights? Or what was your big highlight? Well, I thought that a lot of the, uh, a lot of some of the lesser lights got recognised. Chad you know, Wingard was a great I think Wingard was terrific. I think that was a great... Hannabry and Kieran Jack. Hannabry, I was about to raise the two Sydney Swans guy. Hannabry, and they were both justified. The one that I really liked is Ruffhead again. He's had an outstanding oh, year. Coleman medalist. But when you look the at one Cameron... Point, the, one, the one point of conjecture was always the West Centre forward, whether it be Rewalt or Cloak. Yeah. And they opted for Cloak. Well, uh, hang on, what about the Ruckman? What about Will Minson yeah, getting Will, a start? Well, you mean, you Will Minson two years Bulldogs, ago wouldn't, you would, Will Minson, was you banished would, to the, uh, to you, the uh, put VFL. put water on him if he was on fire. Yeah. So all credit to Will Minson. He's a, uh, Will Minson. He's a big body. He's put himself in the fray, worked his way back and... The usual suspects are there, you know, yeah. Ablett, Cloak and Pendlebury. And, uh, sorry, Ablett, uh, Swan, yeah, Pendlebury and Swan. Yeah, Ablett, Swan. What Mitchell about Ablett? Ablett, a record seventh time as an All-Australian. Swan's up there fifth time. Uh, These guys are fantastic yeah. footballers, but recognition for Jeremy Cameron for a team that won one game. Oh, he's he was a shandy, shandy away. Remember, he the was medalist. rested, 
Coleman medalist, that's just an amazing performance. Yeah, uh, Apparently he's... Scotty Thompson, a full-back, was a great get On too. game so far and average of goals, he's ahead of Gordon Coventry. So he's got a big career to look forward well, to. He's got a fair way to go. Don't know whether he'll get there, but it's a good thing to start at. That's the headlines. Next up, time for a bit of toss-up. Ange and Popper. Abler Jr. versus Senior. Furick and McVeigh. And Mayweather, Ronaldo and Kekovic. Who earns the serious most amount of money? <laughs> Welcome back to the show. Toss-up time. We're going to throw two options up against each other and decide who wins. First up, I reckon Australia should sack Holger Osiek, and plenty of people agree. Some may not. But if they do, who would you replace him with? Toss-up. Ange Postacoglu or Tony Popovich? I would appoint them both. As uh, I'd add Ange as the uh, main man and... Uh, Popper as the Popper, assistant. Popper as the assistant. Because I think the time has come in Australian uh, soccer that we don't worry about just qualifying for the World Cup. We need to start developing our own personnel yeah. and start really becoming an entity on our own accord. We can always qualify for the World Cup the way it's designed at the moment. We need to look at the bigger picture from a future perspective so you're saying and bloody new both. stuff. So you've just ruined the whole segment. But if you're saying... No, I'd have Ange. Ange, if I had to. I think you've got to give Ange the go because yeah. he has the track record. He's got record. the runs on the board. He's well-respected. He Popper, knows the talent. Popper's the man in waiting, no doubt about it, but Ange for me as well. Footy season is just about done. So, <clears> with summer around the corner, which sport are you just itching to watch? Toss up the A-League or cricket? Well, like anything, you'd like to watch the premier event of the day. If it's the A-League match of the day, I'd like to watch the A-League match of the day. But if it was a great game of test cricket, I'd like to watch test cricket. But, but the way I'd, cricket's going at the moment, yeah. it's not going to be a great game. I'd like to watch victory at heart, which I'm going to the opening so game going in a the couple of weeks. I'm going to the A-League opening game. I'm agreeing with you. Yes. I loved the Western Sydney Wanderers last year. I can't wait for season yeah. two of the Wanderers and how Sydney FC with Del Piero potentially yeah. as captain. Well, I got the invite Raw. yesterday for October the 12th, I think, the opening game. Melbourne, a victory at heart. And I'll be going there with the chairman and, and watching the game and going in the rooms. Not saying, out in the punters. Yes, I will be the punters. That's where I go. No, but you said I'm going to the chairman. Well, just to say hello to the chairman, then I'll be going there with the punters. Move on. Gary Ablett, <laughs> dominating awards in the season so far in the AFL. He's also the favourite for the Brownlow. I hope you can win. Our two cents worth on an old debate. Who's better, the old bloke or the young bloke? Toss-up. The old bloke far more spectacular, but I'll always take the young bloke because of his versatility, the fact that he can play in a number of positions and the fact that he gets his hand on the footy a heck of a lot more. That's oh, probably not that important. I reckon the but old bloke, though, for mine. I oh, just love the old bloke. He's more spectacular, the goals. He... I mean, nobody goes when Gary Jr. gets the ball, yeah, like old Rexy boy. Yeah, but you know be. what? What? You know what determines the outcome of a uh, game of footy? A bit of the this. scoreboard. A bit of, oh, come on. The you scoreboard. Were, you were the lair. The what? The lair. Front Please. page of the truth with the footy in front. Oh, yeah, but I could, yeah, you could do all those You're things. You're anatomically you, gifted. Yeah, but if you get the footy out. <laughs> it was off a very it, small football game. I could also like find that. the footy regularly. That's why you can do those so things. The senior, man. You I'm can. going the old bloke, he went the young bloke. I did. Which number on the weekend was more impressive? Toss up. Jim Furick's 59 in the BMW Golf or Jared McVeigh getting 20 possessions, a world record according to Billy Brownless <laughs> in the match for the Swans. If you're using Billy Brownless as a, as a barometer, let me tell you, yeah, Billy's next gig, no. he will be a line to touch judge <laughs> Video. <in> NRL. <laughs> Video, exactly. Look, uh, I'm a great Jared McVeigh fan, but in all due respect, a 59 in goal. 59 and he had only a, six ever. And he had a three-putt bogey. Outstanding performance. It was just an, he couldn't win the tournament, but uh, I tend to agree. The 59 is unheard of, and especially it was a 71 par, uh, but as I say... still and a difficult course, yeah, long oh, course. Yeah, absolutely. 
But uh, one of our great uh, Australians, Stewie Appleby, uh, Stewie Appleby uh, got a 59 uh, degree. I mean, not too many blokes do it. Unfortunately, Jim didn't win the tournament. Uh, Zach Johnston uh, finished up winning by two. A couple of massive paychecks over the weekend. Who deserves theirs more? Toss up. Floyd Mayweather, 41 million bucks for his fight. Or Cristiano Ronaldo, $25 million with Real Madrid. I just can't get my head around all this, you know, those salacious wage packets. Of course uh, you can. You charge something Well, like that. no, mate, truly. You just... Mate, you are on Australia's who top... Deserves, who deserves one? OK, well, I'm going to say Floyd Mayweather. Because I think to get in a ring and cop a pounding, regardless, is uh, you earn your keep. I agree. Ronaldo just struts around there, uh, perambulates that... around the periphery of a footy field, scores gets a, a few passes, scores a couple of goals, walks off without a sweat. This bloke actually cops some leather. Yeah. So on that base alone, I think from a pain perspective, and I also deserves think every Zach. If you have a look at how many people watch Floyd Mayweather versus how many watch uh, Ronaldo. Ronaldo, you'd probably get more watching the boxing, especially especially in South America and in a confined Asia period of time. Ah, that's a big call according to a lot of people, but it's my call, and that's what this game's all about. That's toss up done. Next up, happy time. The big finish. Sporting bet, best bets of the week. What have you counted, America? Happy birthday this week to Anna as the great cyclist turns 30. But I'm not so sure it'll be her, her happiest birthday, given the fact she's a big Port Adelaide fan. Her and Koshy can go drown in their sorrows. Happy anniversary <laughs> to USA Basketball. This week, back in 1991, some superstar named the first dream team to play in the Olympics. Jordan, Magic, Bird, Pippen. Never will a team like that happen again. Very hard to assemble talent of that ilk. And happy trails to Canterbury, the Cowboys, Carlton and Port Adelaide. All knocked out in the weekend and time to start planning for... 2014. Maybe happy trails to Dustin Martin as well. Now for the big finish and in the first of the two V8s enduro races this time of the year, Jamie Wincup got over the line with Paul Dumbrell. And they both won at Sandown. Red Bull teammates in Lowndes and Luff finishing second. Next stop, Bathurst. My I'll word. run the Wasn't Quinella that... again. Did you? Oh, they'll run the Quinella. You haven't backed the loser, I can't remember Since when. Since Monday. And Aussie Olympic silver medalist Jessica Fox is now world champion after winning the world title in canoe slalom in the Czech Republic on the weekend. But she missed the final in her Olympic event, the K1, but unfortunately. But the, the fact that she yeah. can just combine in a couple of events, she's very, very Multi-talented. Now, this is something a little different. One Direction's uh, Louis Tomlinson, Lewis Tomlinson, call him what you will, playing in a charity football match at Celtics home ground on the weekend, copped a small knock and then went home onto the sideline and upchucked and had concussion. All sorts of problems for the One Direction boy. Now for the Sporting Bet Best Bets. <laughs> I like the Storm to beat the Newcastle Knights. And I think the AFL double of Hawthorne Frio is stealing money. And Sporting Bet agree with you, I yeah, think. Russ, I think in they fact, they all up. Hawthorne Frio, Storm and yeah. Manly is the way to go. That's it. Remember to like us on Facebook. I'm Russell Barwick. As always, I'm Sam Kekovich. And more importantly, you know it makes sense. Especially if you can count to six. Six or it maybe doesn't even make seven. Sense if you count the seven wrong. If you get the seven, let me tell you, having difficulty being employed in this 